Haunt me, Daddy. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello, Happy after Thanksgiving. Yes, we all hope you have had a lovely Thanksgiving. I know I did. A safe one. I mean, this is our first time. I feel like we should tell everybody we are not together Ooh, in the same recording. room. From the future ooh. with technology. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. Yes. It's I'm super in, weird, uh, but it's working out. Yeah, it's working. It took a few minutes. I'm in the I'm in our Manhattan apartment, Harlem to be specific. And you are Yes. I am in my childhood game room that is now my bedroom <laughs> in Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> nice. In my parents' house. Nice. Thank you goodness for zoom uh i don't know what we would have done this year in general without it yeah we're gonna be having the next couple of episodes we'll be figuring out how to do this thing from thousands of miles away it'll be great how was how was your thanksgiving it was really nice it was really low-key this year because like a lot of the time we'll do both meals with both sides of my family and like a lot of extra people will come like family friends will show up from out of state and stuff and I had a moment of freak out because I thought that's what was still happening and I was like no 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 like (laughs) oh my god but then it turned out fine and it was just the immediate family members and the house is was big enough like I kept my distance and we were all able to see each other without it feeling like this is bad. <laughs> so right. it was really yeah. good and delicious food. And I, I haven't seen my family that. in a I minute. Saw some so <laughs> beautiful photos of some pies that you made. <gasps> yes. Mom and I <laughs> stayed up to like 2 a.m. the night before <laughs> making pies. Amazing. And it was really successful. It was everything. Nice. I will be making pies again. <laughs> Yeah, but I how about you? You guys looked like you had a cute little time. Yeah, so it was me and um Daniel, who you know, previous guest, friend of the pod, all those things that they people yes. say. And Daniel was an angel, and he went and got all the ingredients for the things, and then I kind of you know planned it all out and cooked it, and uh, he helped out in chopping things. We determined he needs glasses because he is blind. really. <laughs> <laughs> oh he my was god like, i can't see i was like i just need you to cut the apples and he was like i can't see them and i was like um what it's <laughs> like it's i'm blurry. sorry and i was like oh baby <laughs> oh honey oh honey that baby. is oh, dangerous no. for a sous chef yeah. <laughs> wow but we determined that's really funny uh, that but i did we made all the good things i made a pie but unfortunately I was kind of just making it up because I kept, I like was looking at like three different recipes because I was, you know, using a frozen crust with this and it didn't have a top and then we didn't have tinfoil. And so I was just like, what do we do? And we ended up not eating the pie that night and then it sat there and then the next day I like cut into it to eat it and I was like, oh, this isn't good. This is bad. So I threw it out. And I made a new one. And the new one, let me tell you, was so Delicious. good. Oh, it was so good. Oh. So I, I redeemed my failure um, of apple sometimes pie. You just need, sometimes you just need to do it one more time just to get it right one with more. baking. One you more know? again. Yeah. Yeah. We really thought ours were going to be a disaster. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Like, well, it was my first time ever making a pie ever like i just i haven't i don't really eat pie that much yeah it's not my fave it's not what i go for first especially when i'm making something myself and we made the crust from scratch and it was like two different recipes like you were like you did and i was like i'm really worried this thing is gonna have a soggy bottom a soggy bottom but it didn't we let that thing cook it worked out like for a long time we but, were like please no yeah so it was really it got good crispy. but it was tough 
Yeah. Well, I think mm. we both win Thanksgiving. We survived. Uh, it was good. Hell yeah. Here we are. I I know you watched it last night. Um, I, we won't give any spoilers away, but uh, what are your final thoughts on The Undoing? <laughs> oh, well, I just well, have I'm to exhausted. say Emmys to everyone. Oh, Emmys absolutely. to everyone. I'm exhausted. It I was fabulous. I think this is Hugh Grant's fabulous. best in his acting career. This is like the most challenging slash best thing he's ever done i love all the rom-com things he's done of course but like acting wise like this is the best thing he's ever done it was so good yeah nicole kidman wow she's always brilliant she never ages she looks good with every hair color and style like honestly fuck her no i'm kidding i love her (laughs) (laughs) those jackets though that wig that everything (sighs) the wardrobe department oh but i agree about hugh grant because Obviously, we love some rom-coms and we love a like a good right. British rom-com and he yeah. is brilliant at that. Like that is his he has a gift for that and I just yeah. never really thought of him as a dramatic actor and I mm-hmm. definitely never thought of him as an actor who could scare the living shit out of me with his right. performance. Like he is brilliant. Right. Not to give too much yeah, away, it's... but like he's just fantastic and so fucking scary. Yeah. I loved it. Everybody should watch it. Next up on my list mm-hmm. is I've seen the first episode of The Queen's Gambit and now I have to finish it. So now that I've finished The Undoing, so now good. I'm going to go watch I've that and finish that. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. Enough funny business. It's time to talk about something very important because yes. welcome to Haunt Me Daddy. I need to be haunted tonight. Haunt Me Daddy. Haunt Me Good. This is an exciting week because we yes i think when we were talking about making this podcast this is one of the biggest ghost stories that we wanted to talk about it's finally time to talk it's time about it. it's overdue this is one of the reasons we started this thing <laughs> you know this is why it's we like, bonded on, over our love for spooky shit absolutely because we were haunted i'm so excited together together <laughs> yes <laughs> so let's dive in yeah what are we talking about this week will today's episode (laughs) will be part one of steven the ghost steven the ghost of the meaty ghost of meat packing the haunting of florent yeah boom there it is the ghost of what was once florence and was then made well meat packing and is now empty sad (laughs) yes gibson and i worked at uh we worked at madewell together it's a clothing retail company we worked in new york together at this store it is in the meatpacking district it is 69 gansport street if anyone wants to take a walking tour uh down to meatpacking and see it there's some great places down there three owls highly recommend uh Miss them every day. So we worked there together. I was there I was there for about two years, and you were there about a year. In that time, we were constantly haunted by an unknown presence. And then yeah. we, did, we, we kind of named this ghost Stephen. Stephen! Stephen! Let's get into the details of that. So I think we should we should go back in time a little bit. I just have a few details. Do 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 do. <laughs> so for anyone that's unfamiliar with the meatpacking district in New York City, Manhattan, it's called the meatpacking district because at one time it was full of meatpacking plants and slaughterhouses, and yeah. now there's only like a handful left. Um, and it's now like a gentrified tourist Bougie area. shopping district. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's Restoration Hardware across the street from uh, the Madewell store. They were doing construction for a Restoration Hardware hotel. It's bougie. Yeah. It's, the standard you know, hotel is around the corner, which is very famous yeah. and fancy and wonderful. The High Line is right there. It's It's a lot of great little touristy spots for the fancy people. So... It's, you know, very different from what it once was. Um, if anyone's seen, mm-hmm. uh, oh, what's that movie? Men in Black. Well, well, Men in Black features the restaurant. I'm thinking of, it stars Glenn Close. Oh, Fatal Attraction. Glenn Close and Michael Douglas. 
there it is. That takes place in meatpacking. And then Sex in the City, Samantha moves to meatpacking. Yep. But, so yes, as you can tell, <laughs> it was just this place that became so much more and is, you know, a historic area with a lot of history. But in 1985, Florent took over the R&L restaurant, which opened in 1943. So Whoa. this restaurant in 1943 was whatever. It was a diner. And then in 1985, Florent took it over. He made it his own restaurant. It was coined, I was reading, the hub of gay New York. So, you know, there's that. Yes. We love gay. <laughs> we love the gays. It was a place for all the gays to be basically, if this, if this tells you anything about this restaurant, Florent was diagnosed HIV positive in 1987 and used to post his T-cell count on the restaurant wall menu along with the daily specials. I did not know that detail. <laughs> that is insane. Isn't that wow. crazy? So if that tells you anything, that's like the vibe we're going with. This is such an amazing piece of history to know and like that we got to work in. It's pretty cool. It's so crazy. I don't think I appreciated it um, as much. I'm going to send you some photos, which we will, of course, put on the Instagram. So this first photo is what the restaurant first looked like back way back when. It, it looks so fake and like it looks like a, like a movie set, but that's what it looked like. Oh, my God. Wow. So this is like yeah. OG, yeah, before. 1940, wow. what, three, that's what it looked like. That's so wild. It's still so similar. It's so, I mean, it's still like got that same vibe. Yes. So here's two photos of what it looked like when it was still open. So you see like the tables out oh, front. Wow. You see the door to yeah. the apart. There's an apartment that's above the restaurant. You see this man and woman hugging. That man is Florent. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what I pictured him as, right? honestly. Exa it's, yeah. It's 100% what I imagined. I was like, yes. Wow. Okay. I know you've seen this photo before, but there's Florent outside of... Ugh! Iconic. <laughs> yeah, this photo is iconic. Ugh, wow. But basically, Florent dressed in drag outside of the restaurant. They're having a little parade of some kind. I'm not sure exactly for what, but there was a parade occurring. Yeah, there's French flags. It's very Marie Antoinette vibes. It's just yes. amazing. And then I have two more photos for you. I want this pink car in the photo. <laughs> uh, honestly, don't we all? Didn't we have that photo like posted up on the break room door i think so yeah yeah, yeah. right so <gasps> miss amy winehouse there she is there's amy that wow is in the restaurant that is so cool here's the final photo again we'll post all of these so you can see them hey alan coming <laughs> but oh like my look God. at little for laurent he's just so tiny he looks like the type of guy who would own a place and like be like yeah come in you know this is on the house like come in and uh, yeah. you know make yourself mm -hmm. at home basically this is you know it's this restaurant that was just open forever um big celebrations halloween new year's oscar night like huge celebrations all the time <sighs> florent became known as the unofficial mayor of the meatpacking district Damn. he preferred unofficial queen but you know <laughs> yes Okay, queen. <laughs> I love that. So notable guests, Calvin Klein, Madonna, Prince, David Bowie, Kate Winslet, Amy Winehouse, RuPaul, like the list goes on and on of like so many people who would come here wow. to like, you know, get, a, get out of the cold, have some food, call it a day. Like that, I just, <laughs> I'm like, like thinking about when I worked at this store Thinking about yeah. how it used to be this restaurant that was turned into a store and all the people who walked through that building. That is so crazy. But that's like part of why I loved working there so much. Is you could feel it. You could feel the charm. You could feel the history. Yeah. It was so different from any store I'd been in. And I was like, this feels crazy. Unfortunately, 
Florent closed on June 29th, 2008, after the landlord raised the rent too much. Honestly, fuck landlords, though. Florent signed a lease for 10 years for $1,300 a month, and that was in 1987. And then 10 years later, I guess when the lease is over, the landlord raises the rent 50 times what it was. Oh my god. Yeah. So Florent was like, no, I can't do that, and closed the doors. Well, it sounds like I don't want you here anymore because it sounds very purposeful, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's one of those things where it, it sounds like there was no, like, trying to negotiate or anything. But who knows? They're lost. Truly. Florent decided in the last weeks, five parties were held and they were all themed after the stages of grief. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> Yes. I want to go back in time. I'm just thinking about like, you know, all those questions where people are like, what would you do if you could go back in time? Where would you go? And I'm like, I want to go to those parties. Like, I want to. I want to go to Florence in 2008. (laughs) Yeah. It seems like a lifetime ago, even though it was, what, 12 years ago? But it seems like so much longer. So, yeah. That's that's kind of like the history of this restaurant. A lot of famous people were there. It's very, you know. It's a place for the gays, for the people, you know, the outsiders. So that's kind of just like a very brief history of this restaurant. Films, uh, there is a film out there. I haven't seen it, but it's on my list. It's called Florent, Queen of the Meat Market. And then Alan Cumming is working on a film right now about it. The film is him being Florent, maybe? I'm not sure. (gasps) There wasn't a lot of details, but that's happening. I could see yeah. that. They, right? yeah, they kind of have the same like yeah. vibe, like looks wise. It's like a similar, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be so sick. So, oh, the final thing is they still have a website for the restaurant. Restu- it's called, it's restaurantflorent.com. I can't believe I didn't find any of this out when I worked there. I'm kind of mad at myself. Right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> but I went on there and it's just like basically photos and like events that they had and newspaper articles and photos of their old menus. So, yes, yeah, so they closed in 2008, and to my knowledge, this building sat empty until 2016. And then in 2016, Whoa. Madewell came in, and from what I've read, no one was happy about it. Uh, continued gen- gentrification well, and the history yeah. of meat p- packing is gone. You know, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, I get like it. it makes <laughs> sense. You know, you have this, you know, dingy diner that everyone loves so much yeah. that's being turned into this clean, you know, white corporate fancy yeah. place that sells jeans. Yeah. It sells jeans yeah, to bougie white women. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like, where's the history going? So it's not great. That's all I say about that. But <laughs> I mean, I will say when we worked there, they did do a good job of like educating us or at least our store director when I came in, Shonda, she really did a good job of like, like she printed out this whole thing for us to learn about the history. And she like printed pictures of the old place. And, you know, we always talked about it. So it's not like they were just like, we don't talk about what this used to be. Like they did try to respect the history. At the end of the day, Shonda was like awesome in like making sure we all knew about it. I felt that she made the place very like welcoming as Florent did. Like yeah. everyone felt yeah. very comfortable and like could be who they were. Um, you know, at the end of the day, yes, it's still a corporation, but like, you know. Efforts were made. <laughs> uh, fast forward a few years, 2018, I come in, I start working there as a little seasonal sales associate. But to give you a quick rundown, this building is three floors. You've got the basement, which Ugh. is under the entire store and then continues further under the road which is like a cobblestone road. So that's the entire basement. You go up some steep stairs, and then you have the first floor, which is just a really long building. Yeah, kind of like a shotgun type of thing, where it's like long and skinny. Walls to break it down, it's just long and skinny. Brick walls, the outside of it still has the R&L restaurant-like logo and all. And then on the second floor, where there used to be an apartment, is then the second floor, which is turned into just the second floor of shopping so three floors basement first floor second floor 
nothing crazy. Not huge. It's pretty pretty quaint. So a few fun little things about this building. At the very back of the store, there are the fitting rooms. And one of the fitting rooms has a false mirror. And basically, <sighs> you can unlock the mirror and open it. And it's a secret door to a small outdoor patio area where all the media buildings meet up and just made this like weird small area so that's a fun little thing and then if you go in the basement and you go to the very back of the basement there is a room which we coined the murder room it gives murder vibes a hundred percent i hate it i hate it down there (laughs) this room was under the road The road was like this horrible, what, cobblestone that hadn't been touched in years. So anytime it rained, there would be huge puddles and that would just leak down into the murder room. So it was just always damp and moldy. It was disgusting. It was horrible. I don't know if I've ever actually heard about the very, very first time you experienced anything. So I'm excited. Here's how it went. When you work in retail, not everywhere, but most places, they have overnights which is basically like 9 or 10 p.m. until 6 or 7 a.m. And you just basically redo the entire store with all the new merch so that when customers come the next day, it's like, oh, look at all this new stuff. When they could, when could they have possibly done that? Oh, why? They're magic. <laughs> I worked in uh, doing all this merch um, and then eventually took over and was the merch manager. And that involved doing all these overnights. I would often be in the basement alone at you know 3 a.m or i'd be on the second floor alone and just yeah. lots of, like by yourself folding shirts for hours it can be boring but it can also be fun but you're like am i gonna die first of all my friend jose who was my merch manager hey he would love to do this little thing during these overnights where i'd be on the second floor or i'd be on the first floor alone i'd be alone somewhere and he would sneak up on me and scare me constantly. Did that shit to me too. He got me every time. Hated it. Every single time. <laughs> <sighs> I thought it was funny, but I also like wanted to kill him because I was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would scream so violently and then be like embarrassed. Because it turned into those things where after I started seeing Steven, I would hear things and I'd be like, oh, that's just Jose. And then I'd be like, gotcha. And then no one would be there. And I'd be like, oh, yes. nope, that was Steven. So it was always a game of, am I seeing Steven or am I seeing Jose? But basically the first time Wink. that I sensed something was I was on the second floor. It was the middle of the night. And that exactly that happened. I heard something coming up the stairs and I assumed it was Jose. And then I like was like he's not gonna get me and I went to go run and, and get him and no one was there and then Oof. after that moment I just felt something on the second floor with me and like I had to continue like being up there and I just felt something like watching me the entire time I was up there Ugh. and that was like the first time and I don't know if this this being like decided now is the time to show themselves or if I finally like cracked and saw them or what happened but that was the moment that I was like ah yes someone is with me something is here (laughs) yeah it then continued for the next two years of constant (laughs) what's happening here so I, I tried to break it down a little bit into like incidences that I've seen the first one being murder room which we've talked about before But with this murder room, it is just a dark room in a basement. There's a bunch of pipes and water, and that's it. It's empty, nothing else. There's a door. It's usually closed, sometimes locked, and, like, no one really ever goes in there or out. Like, it's the Mm -mm. junk room if we've got any junk, and that's it. In a horror movie, when you would, like, go down to someone's basement and, like, find a creepy door and open it, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in a murderer's house. This is where they keep the (laughs) victims. That is what it looks like. (laughs) The only thing missing was, like, a a pail and a mattress in the corner. Yes! (laughs) So that's why it's called the murder room. But we would often come into work, and the door would be open to the murder room or you know like we'd have to go in there to like check that it like wasn't flooding and it was like 15 degrees colder and like there were just all these weird things that kept kept happening with this room and like 
no one ever liked to be over by this room or like pass by it. So it, it's just this weird yeah. room and we're like, what's going on? I hated that room. I tried to avoid it as much as possible because every Same. time I would go in there, something would happen. Something yeah. would be behind me. Some I'd see something. No, thank you. It probably went on about a year of this this weird sensing something, feeling something, you know, maybe seeing something in like the window and maybe it being my reflection. Who knows what's happening? And then one day I'm in the office of the basement and I'm sitting at the computer and I feel as if someone is taking their hands and they start from the back of my head and move it up to the front of my face. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. I thought, I felt as though someone was touching my head and I turned around. No one was there. I was alone in the basement. Someone had just touched me and I was like, what? That has to be the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> it's like, what, what do I do? I can't do anything. And it's like, I, it's not like I can leave because I have to continue doing the work. And then the next day my boss was working, sitting in the same place and Someone came up and touched her on the back of the head and rubbed her head. So I don't know no. what that was about, but that <sighs> happened. And like after that moment, it like escalated. Everyone started seeing this, this ghost. Absolutely. It like, it wasn't just like me. It was everyone. Everyone was seeing something. Everyone like it turned into this thing where everybody knew it was like, oh, have you seen knew. him yet? Have you? had yeah. this yet <laughs> one of the big things was the steep staircase up to the second floor basically when you're working no one's on the second floor and then if a customer goes up you have to like go up there to you know help them and be friendly so you have to follow up and all the time people would see someone go up the stairs they'd be like oh a customer's upstairs yes they would walk up the stairs they would get to the second floor no one was on there the floor was empty that happened to me all the time i can't even Constant. count how many times where it's just like yeah. you know out of the corner of your eye you see a person i couldn't tell you yes. what they looked like but oh someone just went up there i better and you can hear it i'm gonna mm -hmm. wait a sec while they're up there mm -hmm. and then i'm good nope. like i'll go up and nobody would ever fucking be there hey no one would be there <laughs> yeah it was awful it happened constantly and i was just like what the heck i i felt i feel like i felt a lot of this presence on that stairs and into the second floor because I would often be on the second floor and when I was doing overnights or it'd be like a late night or whatever I would feel something it got to a point yeah. where I was paranoid myself I was getting so paranoid that I would like be working and then I would like look in the mirror or look in the windows and I would see my reflection but I kept feeling like it it was <laughs> a ghost staring back at me and I was just, I'm like, I would freak myself out. And then finally one day someone was like, are you sure you're not seeing your reflection? And I was like, oh, probably. Yikes. But at the <laughs> but same still, time, your mind plays like, tricks on you. Right. So I, I started being like, am I seeing my reflection or am I seeing my reflection with another reflection standing behind me? I was never sure. And I kind of just like played it off. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's probably just my reflection. But at the same time, I was like, was it? Was it my reflection? Especially up there, it's, like, hard to tell because there's, like, little corners people could hide behind. Like, there's so many yeah. little corners up there that it's, like, spooky. It's not great. I don't love it. So, mm -mm. there's just, like, you're getting the sense that this ghost, which we named Stephen, partly yes. in honor of Stephen from My Favorite Murder. Stephen Ray Morris. Every time something happened with Stephen, we would go, Stephen! And then my other two is a ghost staring back or my reflection. It was my reflection, probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the next one. Uh, look behind you. One day, I was uh, taking the trash out. And as I'm walking back into the store, I see my boss walking across the floor. And I see a man walking directly behind her. And then I walk into the store. And I go up to her. Because the store is empty besides her and me. And I said, there was someone following you. There was someone behind you. Ah! No, I felt I saw when I said that not. to her I, like her face just went cold and she was just like absolutely no absolutely not no nope. and that's like the start of your day now you have to be there all yeah. day 
You got another eight hours, nine hours to go. (laughs) We're like, Stephen, can you chill the fuck out? Because I can't. Please, can you wait till we're about to close? (laughs) And then the other big thing is items in the store, like bags and shoes would constantly fall on their own. Like you would be leaving the store or you would be like doing something and a bag would just fall off the floor. And it wouldn't just like fall off the shelf. It literally looked like someone picked it up and like dropped it. Absolutely. So basically you've got questionable reflections. You've got people following you. You've got things falling off the shelf. You've got people possibly going upstairs or not. And then you've got uh, someone touching you on the head. Yeah. It like goes across the board. It's not just like he does one or two little ghosty things. He did everything. (laughs) He did everything. And it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like I constantly would have I would be working with coworkers and they'd be like, what did you say? And I was like, I, I didn't say anything. And like the same thing would happen to me. I'd be like, wait, what? And they would be like, I didn't say anything. And it's like, did someone just try and talk to me? Did, what What's going yes. on? Yes. And the walkies too, over the radios, yeah. it would be like that all the time. Or it it's like, did someone just, just like, um, call on the walkie? And people yeah. would be like, uh, no. What? <laughs> it's not like there's a bunch of people, but it's just things like that constantly. I, it got to the point where I'm like, is this ghost bad? Am I in danger? Or is this just a friendly, friendly ghost? <laughs> By the time we all left, because unfortunately this location closed and we had to close yes, all the doors. this past August. Remove everything. When we finally left, the joke was that Stephen was into me and like, he was my ghost boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like he definitely still is looking for you. I bet he's oh, like, absolutely. where did where did my lover go? Ooh, speaking of ghosts. Sorry, the wind is whipping at my house and it sounds like ooh, outside my window, like Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> I'm going to be really honest with you. The mirror in your background. Yeah, we're not going to talk like... about it. It's really freaking me out. <laughs> you keep like you keep like rolling back and forth. So like your head covers it and then it goes back. And I'm just like, she's going to roll one. You're just going to back. And I'm going to move and it's going to be like. Ah! <laughs> I'm just going to stay like this the rest of the time. <laughs> some theories so we've got this ghost in this building i think it's only one ghost that's just you know a summary of everything because i think next time we talk about this this ghost florent and all that um we're gonna have some interviews with people who have worked there we're gonna get more into it into it you know into it so people who used to work there at the restaurant and people who used to go to the restaurant would often come visit because this is a historical place like there are tours that come by this location. There are people in there constantly. Mm-hmm. There we have like we had a picture of the original restaurant with like a little letter about it. Like there like people know about this place. Often I would have people come in and they would be like, We used to work here at the restaurant. Yeah. Like, we used to serve so um, one of the big things is Madewell kept the uh, countertops from the restaurant. So it's like the metal yeah. countertops. So people would come in and be like, oh, my God, the restaurant, countertops, blah, blah, blah. Like, I used to sit here and eat my hamburger at this bar, and now I can buy denim off of it. (laughs) (laughs) But we'd have people come in, and they'd be like, I used to work here. And this one time, I had someone come in, and they were like, I used to work here. Yeah, a guy died by overdose in the basement. (sighs) I will never forget y'all revealing this to me like after you found this out from some little old lady coming in and i was Mm -hmm. like okay everything makes sense now like everything makes sense because that basement is dark vibes it's not like spooky in a fun way that basement was not a fun place to be it felt like heavy on your heart where i felt like steven was on the first and second floor but in the basement I felt something, I felt something not good, something very, something dark, something dark because, you know, with the threatening and the, yeah, it was threatening. And so I was never, you know, comfortable down there with that overdose, finding out about this person who overdosed. I'm like, oh, cool. Great. So I definitely think someone overdosed, like probably near or in the murder room. Yeah, I agree. That's the vibe that came off. It's just some suffering definitely happened down there yeah yeah so on a, on a lighter note i had the great <laughs> honor of meeting 
Laurent. Yes, I'm so jealous of this still. <laughs> I don't know if they were making... There, someone was doing an interview or a documentary about Florent and his restaurant and all of the, that. And so one day, Florent comes into the store and he comes up to one of the associates and he was like, hello, it's me. And his, you know, accent or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, what? And he's like, it, it's me, Florent. It's me, bitch. And like, hey, bitch, you thought I was dead. I'm here welcome i surprise bitch thought you'd see the last of me (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was trying to quote and i was like close (laughs) but yeah he walks in is like hi what's up and he's just like yeah this it's me and like these people are like can we walk around and like interview it and like all these things thank god like shonda was working so then she got to like you know show him around and all these things but yeah he's just talking about (laughs) all like this is the restaurant this is this is me and it's just it's one of those things where it's like I kept hearing about him but I'm like I don't know what he looks like I don't know and then I'm like here he is he lives in um Brooklyn I believe like he's still in New York he's like he's still bopping around well it's like we talk about it like it was so long ago and then it's like no the place closed in 2008 (laughs) like it's crazy it's not that long ago. Like, I was in high school when it closed. Like, it's not that right. long ago. I was in my emo phase, like peak emo gib, <laughs> 2008. Quality <laughs> stuff here. So he comes in and he's doing all these things. And we're, like, learning this information. And uh, we learned some very important information that Florent had a husband slash fiance. Details on relationship partner. status. Partner. Life Partner partner life partner who died and then we like told him about steven and how we named him steven and he believes that it is his partner that is in that restaurant so then i was like oh well that makes sense because you know we joked that he's like my ghost boyfriend yeah so there's that Uh, and it would make sense like he would live there you know because it seemed like he owned the damn place the way the ghost was acting right (laughs) absolutely the other important thing is we talked about how the basement was awful and we hated the basement. And Mm -hmm. he made a point that he was like, yes, no one likes the basement. When all of the cooks were there, no one would like to go in the basement. They hated the basement. So what I'm sensing is that Stephen is one ghost that could possibly be Florence's past lover. Yes. And then there's this dark presence that is in the basement that has been there much, much longer than we know. Yeah. It all makes so much sense. It's like we all, I feel like we all felt so validated after learning all of these things because it's like, okay, we're not crazy. This is what really is going down. So, you know, that's not my best storytelling that I've done, but that is, that is Florent. That is Steven. No, that that is is beautiful. Uh, it's just, I, there's so much that I want to talk about, but it's like where to start because it just, it happened for two years of just constantly. Yeah, constantly. And it was one of those things where it's like every day something would happen. Every day I would see a presence and it would be like, yeah, it's going to happen today. So that, you know, that's Florent. That was my experience at that place. I'm so honored that I got to be there and Yeah. Yeah, I think the other day I told you this, but I was sitting in my room and I was looking up stuff about Madewell. Um, Sorry, not about Madewell, about 69 Gansevoort Street. Yes. Florent. And I look up and I have a mirror that's like on my top, top of my bookshelf. And I see a man, like his reflection, walk by in the mirror. I hate it. (sighs) Like, this is a tiny mirror. Like, this isn't a floor. Like, this is a tiny mirror that's, like, at the top of a bookshelf. First of all, this ghost is tall. And second of all, what is the hell is he doing in my room? So that happens. Yeah, it's, like, the height as if a man would have to be, like, walking across your bed. Like, that's where it is in your room, basically. And you were laying on your bed. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. In that moment, I went, ah, yes, Steven. He's just checking in. He's like, hello, lover. I miss you. I just want to know what's up. <laughs> Hot me, daddy. Hot um, me, daddy. 
Okay, so that's why you're also freaked out about the mirror in my background. Yes. I understand. Yes, I'm just waiting for because I was talking with Jose and I was basically like, I saw this reflection and he was he was like, Well, you're probably like you and Gibson talking about ghosts and all of these incidences is probably like, you know, drudging up this these presences and like yeah, yeah. opening uh, up the uh, the portals yes. so that's why yes. we always try to have a positive note about a everything so attitude. i feel okay about it <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done like a demon episode and no yeah I don't know. like if I'm we ever do a demon one. episode we will be taking proper precautions i will be finding holy water like it's not gonna happen i will not be haunted by something evil no thank you nope no ma'am no ma'am uh so yes that that is the story i have for you today is steven it's incredible that that building and i recently went walked by the boarded up building and she's still there she's still kicking i can tell you what steven is in there battling that dark presence in the basement yeah, to whoever takes it over, whatever fancy store yeah. or restaurant comes in and takes over that space, good luck because good luck. we had a good thing going with him, but I don't know if he'll be as nice to the next people. Exactly. It's like, how many people? How many <laughs> people is he willing to put up with? Oh, Stephen. <sighs> wow. So now I feel like we we can talk about Stephen more often because I feel like Stephen is yeah. a special place in my heart. I know. It's weird to have that kind of feeling about a ghost, but I honestly do miss... I mean, I miss the place, but I also miss him. Yeah. Like, I miss right. having that little excitement. Like, going to work, exactly. I'd be like, I wonder if I'll see Steven today. Or, oh, that was Steven, and we'd all talk about it. It was like a fun th- <laughs> way to get through a boring retail day. It was... Absolutely. He made things uh, more fun. I'm trying to think... I feel like most of my experiences with yeah. Steven are pretty much what you described like hearing things like feeling like I was being watched there was one time when I was like okay this is for real he's actually here I'm not just imagining things I think I was it was an overnight like we talked about it was probably so late into the night and I was upstairs on the second floor by myself and which I always just loved so fun (laughs) not scary at all yeah because I I constantly when when you worked overnights I started like being like do you want to be on the second floor because I didn't want to be on the second floor so I'd be like you can go up there (laughs) hours and hours with my headphones in by myself (laughs) and so I was like trying to rush through finishing up up there i remember i was like all right i'm almost done up here let me get the fuck out and i was organizing the bag wall which is like our Mm -hmm. little wall of shelves featuring all of our leather bags and i was placing them in their place making sure they were straight and one bag just straight up right in front of my face like i just touched it and set it and it wasn't moving it just slid to the left (sighs) on the shelf it slid like a good like couple of inches no ma'am just as if i took my hand and went like moved it and i wasn't fucking touching it and that's when i said okay i see you you see me we're here we're here together we can be friends it's fine we can be friends this is really happening but other than that it's pretty much what you said just knowing he is there i can't wait for the others stories to come through that is your that your taste and our side of the story we will have part two in the future when we will discuss with others their experiences because i definitely feel myself i would say i had the most interactions with steven absolutely in talking with co-workers it seemed like i i did so i'm interested to see what others have to say about steven because you know that was just me and who knows what they have to say uh so we'll we'll see yeah. but that's for another that's for another time that's for another time yeah so since we were talking about steven today i didn't want to do a full story because we had so much to go into sure. but i did a little bit of research on types oh, of ghosts you did some research Mm, some research i hacked into the mainframe (laughs) i'm in (laughs) and when i say research i mean like you know i went on wikipedia for like an hour (laughs) and that's (laughs) it we're not fancy here people but i kind of 
I found some interesting things in regards to Steven because I'm like, I feel like now that we've talked about him a little bit, maybe we can talk about like, what kind of ghost is he? I'm excited because I feel like we talked, we talked about Daniel when he was on, he kind of saw a, a, a angel-like presence and we've talked about right. Steven and we've talked about this dark presence in the basement. We've heard sounds. We've had people touch. We've like, we've had kind of, you know, all kinds of little, besides, you know, like demons and like the bad shit. We've kind of had a little bit of all the things. So I'm interested to hear about this. What are the different types? It's interesting. So I found my source is basically Wikipedia, this site called Ghosts and Gravestones, which was a spooky little site. And then funny enough, Ohio State University (laughs) had a really good article. Yeah. But I basically found out that there seems to be five basic types. Of ghosts or spirits or presences, paranormal presences, if that's how you say it. (laughs) So we have the obvious, the most common that you hear of, poltergeists. Then you have interactive personalities. Then you have ectoplasm or ectomist, which made me think of Ghostbusters. Then you have orbs and funnel ghosts, which I was like, "Mm, what? Orbs like Haunted Mansion. We've all seen Haunted Mansion. Yes. Teddy Murphy. Like that kind of orb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like orbs as in like the lights you can see in a photo that like a like a circle of light you can see. But in real life as well, they can become apparitions or like shadow figures. So that's kind of in orb land as well. And then funnel ghosts I had never heard of. And that's basically like when you feel a cold spot. You don't see anything, but you feel a cold Mm. area, which we had a lot of (laughs) happening at Madewell. Ectoplasm or ectomist is kind of similar to those others where it's like a mist or a cloud. Or if you see fog that's kind of swirling and you can't really explain it by nature, Kind of, kind of like that. So I really am going to talk about poltergeists and interactive personalities because those are the two that are like what people seem to see and know of. Sure. So a poltergeist, I feel like most people are familiar. It's one of the most popular terms when you're searching for paranormal stuff, but they are rare in real life. And it's the first one I thought of. And we just watched the movie Poltergeist recently. Like it was your first time, right? That was a few yeah, months ago. It was. Yeah. And that's filmed from 1982 by Toby Hooper, written by Steven Spielberg. And that was like a big moment in pop culture for ghosts. Changed the game for ghosts in movies. So everybody knows Poltergeist from that, where basically the family starts noticing things are moving around. And there's like the iconic scene when the mom is in the kitchen with the little daughter and she turns around and all of the chairs are stacked up on the table. Oh, that's one of my faves. Did you know, I, you probably know this, but I was reading that that chair scene, like that's, there's no cuts in that. That's not special effects. They just had crew who did that. So like when the chairs all pull out so fast and when like all the chairs are on the table, like that was just them like, they had like a chair fixture and they like bopped it on. And that was just like all one take. Isn't that One crazy? take real time. That's yeah. really cool. I yeah. love that. That's why I love movies. So that's obviously like poltergeist. And in that movie, they can physically touch them and make things move, basically cause mayhem in the house. Right. Peeves, the poltergeist from Harry Potter. He was cut from the movies and that's just a crime to me because he was like the best. All in all, poltergeists are known to be mischievous. They just basically are there to like cause chaos and cause mischief and and make someone go crazy with like, how is this happening in my house? And the word poltergeist actually means like in its origin, noisy ghost, literally there to be annoying. (laughs) They are known to move or knock things over make noise and manipulate the physical environment around them. And they're known to start out small and innocent, but then they like escalate to like more dangerous and more aggressive. That makes me think of, we talked about like kids. Yeah. Like a, like a shit little kid that wants to, wants to cause trouble. That's basically like a poltergeist, (laughs) but they can become dangerous according to people's stories and stuff. A lot of the research behind it. A lot of people say that um, it can be explained by psychological factors, which I thought was interesting. A lot of experts say that they can be explained 
by illusions, memory lapses, or wishful thinking. And I was like, I mean, I don't really wish that I was haunted for real. So right, can you imagine? I don't if know the about that one. guys movie, they were like, here we're making a a, a sequel, and it's just uh, us analyzing how this was all in their mind, and they made this up. <laughs> it was just the mom wanting attention the whole time. <laughs> the little girl. Went missing on purpose. <laughs> she was just in the basement. For real, she's just hiding under the bed the whole time. Great movie, great movie. They also say that, like, it can be explained by natural factors like air currents or water underneath houses or structural damage to a house causing oh, okay. things to move. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, good points. Maybe. Like, I get they're trying to explain it here. And I get some of it is definitely like in people's minds or it can be explained by something. But people just right. don't want to see that because it's exciting yeah. to be haunted. So this was interesting as well in my research. Parapsychologists Nandor Fodor and William G. Roll, which like great names, guys. What names? Wow. They reminded me, those names remind me of what we do in the shadows. <laughs> Uh, love that show. Miss that show. But uh, those guys, they're parapsychologists, and they suggest okay. that poltergeists, the whole phenomenon, can be explained by psychokinesis or telekinesis, like Gene and X-Men, basically, is causing poltergeists. Like the physical ability allowing influence of a physical system or physical object without actually touching it, I guess, like what some people just don't know they actually have that ability so they're causing right. it <laughs> interesting which to me is like even more far-fetched but right that's just me that's my opinion so that's a lot of what i found about poltergeists and that kind of makes me think like that's definitely a possibility for what steven could be well i feel like steven like when i think poltergeist well i guess like he did kind of play around and like knock things down and like it was just like mischievous but like yeah i never felt like i was in harm's way like i never felt like he was gonna hurt me totally i definitely yeah, felt yeah, yeah. that when i was in the basement so i don't know right. i don't know what was in the basement but i never felt like steven was like bad he could be that but he could also be an interactive personality so it's basically like what i expected based on the name it's a deceased person relative historical figure stranger who has passed on and is now haunting a space or a person and they can become visible they can speak or make noise touch emit odors all that stuff so what you're saying is that's what george washington was during the civil war telling them go this yes. way go that way on the battlefield here <laughs> yes Still taking it back way. to gettysburg <laughs> it's all connected it's all connected yeah basically the same thing or like people seeing yeah. their grandma or talking to their right. you know deceased friend something like that because they retain the former personality that they had in life and they feel emotions so okay. to me i'm like that seems like more what what we were experiencing because yes he kind of caused some light friendly mayhem and he was right. mischievous but i feel like it could be like that was just his personality when he was in the oh, land absolutely. of the living yeah that seems more it it, it didn't feel like a random spirit just being we like it felt like a person that was like being themselves as a yes in this place no i agree and someone who lived there and like took ownership of the place and exactly. like he was just vibing <laughs> vibing and vibing and yeah vibing and vibing and yeah <laughs> so that's what i think he was an interactive personality yeah. that makes sense to me it felt like you said it felt friendly it felt like like we we used to joke all the time that he was like an annoying cat who like to just knock stuff off the shelf yeah, just to like exactly. piss us off, but in a fun way. And then the last thing I have just like in my research, because those were really the two that I was most interested in for this conversation. The Ohio State University website, like the students write articles on there. And there was an article I found called Who You Gonna Call? A Look at Ghosts and the Facts About Them. And it's from 2019. And this quote had me like, 
whoa, like really thinking. I've never thought of this before. This is basically about like how people <laughs> try to debunk ghosts and people try to like justify their existence and all this stuff. And this makes me further believe that ghosts are definitely real. Quote, a scientific concept used to justify the belief in ghosts is the first law of thermodynamics, which conceptually states that energy is not created nor destroyed, but rather transformed. Wow. Oh, that like just. Isn't that my wild? Body just shivers. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like that, yeah. Like in a scientific way, it would make sense that, like, yeah. We don't just disappear when we die. Yeah, it's not destroyed. It's just, it's, what did you, can you say that again? Energy is not created nor destroyed, but rather transformed. Transformed, that's the word. Interesting. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, I guess. I'm processing this. Wow. We're getting deep. We're getting existential on Haunt Me Daddy. Broken. Haunt Me Daddy, I'm broken over here. Wow. (laughs) But yeah, I just love that because it just, for me at least, in my, everybody's beliefs are different and I definitely believe in something and in an afterlife, but I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, tell you exactly. But that quote right there really gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, it makes sense to me that something happens to us when we die and we don't just disappear into nothing like something's got to happen our our soul our energy can't just disappear into the ether like it doesn't disappear it 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 transfers it transforms yeah that's interesting i feel like that makes me think of you know how you know we had clyde on last time and um like Mm -hmm. you know seeing them like like find the papers and like do the thing it's like that energy was like not done and then eventually that energy i guess will like transfer slash transform into something like interesting (laughs) well it's a lot to think about we got deep there for a second but i just loved that and that's i mean that's really all i have because i just thought it would tie back into the conversation about like the energy we felt yeah you know i think it's so awesome that you know, how many months later I'm learning more about Stephen, my ghost boyfriend. Yeah. Well, when are you guys going to go out again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're like... You need to call him. Social distancing and like COVID has been really hard, but um, he was over the other night. That's like I true. saw him in my mirror. <laughs> he was just saying, hey, I really do think that was probably him just giving you a little wink, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> question so you know how mirrors can be like a a a doorway to yes i totally think that a portal yeah do you think ghosts are like stuck at a certain place and can never leave or do you think ghosts can kind of go wherever you want they want because i'm thinking like steven is he like stuck in meatpacking and then he just happened Mm. to like he can like visit like through a mirror as a doorway but like he's still stuck there like he'll always have to be back there or does he kind of he can go wherever he wants and like follow whoever he wants you know that energy can transfer to wherever like what are your thoughts that's actually an interesting segue into the last (laughs) thing i had written down that i wasn't even going to say because i was like oh we've already talked about all this enough (laughs) well i in my research i found something talking about what's the difference between ghosts and spirits Because, you know, we use those words interchangeably. Yeah, but there is a difference. Yeah, that which I was like, really? And I don't know. This was one article somewhere, so don't hold me to this. But I feel like this podcast is us telling our stories, but also like learning and figuring it out. What is out there? What's going on? It's all about questioning everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so what does it say? Ghosts are tied to a location, usually a location of death or if something remarkable happened to them there. And they have unfinished business with that location. And then spirits are not tied to one place and can kind of like bop around and do whatever they want. Uh, From what I'm hearing is that the darkness that's in the basement of meatpacking is a ghost and Steven is a spirit because I feel like I, from day one, I felt the presence in the basement, but I didn't feel Steven until a few months in. So I feel yeah. like Steven is definitely a spirit that 
came along and I feel like has followed me. Because at my new work, I feel like I, I'm there and I've had several incidences already that, you know, are not as major as me packing, but have been little things here and there. And everyone's like, oh no, there's no ghosts here. Like that's never happened. You're making that up. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Mm. So maybe it's Steven. You don't know me. me. I'm special. <laughs> I bring special ghosts wherever beans. I go. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're totally right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's for, you know, we've talked about ghosts in the past. Like, like for example, the ghost I saw on the Yorktown who was kind of seemed mm-hmm. to be stuck in a loop yeah. and didn't know he was even dead yeah. is probably a ghost. And then, 100%. you know, what we've experienced with Steven is a spirit because he can go around doing whatever he wants. Yeah. He's just vibing. Vibing. But yeah, that's what I've got. That's what I learned today. I feel like I learned something today, which feels I good. I so much. <laughs> this was so educational. I know. This was like a low-key <laughs> educational episode, and I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. I think, I think disclaimer, all the information that we have given you are the things that we were told slash learn slash what I'm trying to say is all the information you heard about meatpacking is the information I Googled and was told while I worked at this location. So yes. if anything, you know, was mispronounced or seems incorrect by dates and whatever, know that this don't is come just for us sounds. yeah if you are out there and want to correct us on some of those facts great you know if you are a listener who worked at this location or you know happened to be someone who went to florent tell us more if you experienced something at this place or at your place of work because this is yeah. a whole different thing when you're stuck at work with a ghost Ghosts at like, work. Please let Ghosts us know. Hauntmedaddy at gmail.com. We want to hear. Gibson, I'm not trying to like. Please don't freak you, me out. Please don't. I was watching your screen on the Zoom and in the uh-huh. corner by your door, I just saw some sort of bright light just happen. It was like a, oh. a spark and then it went away. Really? Well, I don't know what it was. That is like the window. The window is right okay. there, like against this wall. Okay. So good. maybe it was like a headlight or something. Thank God. Like right here? I know it was above your door. Like, like there? Further. And then it was centered. Hello? <laughs> okay, well, anyway, um <laughs> Let me just do a quick turnaround. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, guys, you just heard the real terror wash over me. Wow. Um, I feel yes. like I learned a lot today. That this was fun. Um, Me too. I'm glad, this was great. glad to be back after a week off. Yeah. I'm excited to continue having this fun Zoom long distance podcasting. I know. It's a good excuse for us to catch up for the week too because we're far apart yeah. now. But also, this will be airing. Let me double check. But I believe this episode will be published on someone's birthday. Who? Right? Me? Um, Is maybe it? my favorite Sagittarius, William K. Brooks. <laughs> so, really um, happy is? birthday to you. Happy birthday. <laughs> yes, December 4th. This is going to air wow. and we're in the future now. So I'm just going to go ahead and say future. happy birthday, baby. Oh my God. Thank you. It means a lot. I, it definitely feels weird <laughs> to celebrate, you know, when I do celebrate, um, in quarantine, I definitely, my boss yeah. was like, what are you going to do for your birthday? And I was kind of like, I don't, I, I don't really feel like I can celebrate. Like I, I kind of feel like I'm just going to yeah. chill out and like, eat some cake but i don't know it's a weird year it's been a lot so it it feels odd to want to celebrate you know it felt odd on thanksgiving too it felt odd yeah totally we're so thankful it's like you know for what like life is crazy (laughs) yeah like this year has sucked (laughs) maybe that's just me being very uh i feel like most people this year with a birthday during this time feel the exact same way and it's just like you know chill chill out do what you want to do you know put on your fave movies make make a yummy cake and order your favorite takeout like do what you want to do do some self-care buy yourself something cute i was like i will be cuddly and eat some cake and drink some wine and go to bed and next year 
maybe the world will be a little better and I can go get a drink with you and not almost die because of COVID. We'll live it up next year. We've got a vaccine coming. By this time next year, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we'll be celebrating for realsies. But you're very special to me. I love you so much. And I just want to say happy birthday early since we're in the future on this. (laughs) I don't know. weird i miss you it's a weird final i miss you too it's super weird thoughts of the nights it's it's weird (laughs) going from basically quarantining every day slash working with you in one apartment to you know basically only being able to communicate with you on snapchat and like text and you know occasional zooming it's so weird i mean it's the same way with um jane and grant it's like i quarantined with them for like what four months and then all of a sudden it was like and then they they moved moved out (laughs) I was like, hello? It's it's yeah. wild. It's really much... weird. It's this we're almost I'm feeling a year very of this. disconnected. <laughs> yeah. Being here now that yeah. I'm home and I just having been with you guys for so many months, it's like, yeah. oh, okay. I this is a different life basically when right. I'm here. So it's like it's a lot yeah. to get used to. But well, we're getting through like it. In the, we're doing you're in the south where it's, you know, all so mm-hmm. different from new york yeah but it's different worlds we're (laughs) we're getting through it with some ghost stories and learning about spirits what will we learn next thank you so much for being here steven yes steven you might have showed up in my place (laughs) that would be cool (laughs) Uh, that'd be funny we take a photo and then he's in the background it's like i've been here the whole time are we going to put a bow on this? I is, think this is, we... <laughs> we're wrapping this shit up. Everybody stay safe, stay home, have a nice holiday season. If you have any ghost stories or whatever you want to send us, hauntmedaddy at gmail.com. Happy holidays. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're Haunt Me Daddy yep. Pod Podcast. Send us your stories. You know, you'll if find you have us. Some stories. Yes, please. Big stories of the week is if you have ghosts at work. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are working from home, so those ghosts might be also where you live. So tell us maybe what that's like, because you know at the end so of the day, so you're never safe. <laughs> you can never leave it. But yeah, go rate us on all the things. We'll be back next week with some more ghost stories. For your enjoyment and for our education. Until next time. For now, hot me, daddy. daddy. (laughs) Bye. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Love you. Bye.